Hello, welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, and human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now, here's your host, two-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kosowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Millionaire Woman Show, where we talk about leadership, business, and human potential. And I am really excited today because um, I met this our special guest just recently, but we've just connected from the very beginning. Michelle Bateman is a transformational soul coach, speaker, writer, founder of The Soul Journey. She created her company after unhappy life fell apart and she was left to start over. Her soul journey led her to discover that she had the power to create a life that she loved by changing her thoughts, beliefs, perceptions of how she saw herself, her life, and what was possible and transformed her life into one that is beyond her wildest dreams. She knew that other women were feeling lost and unfulfilled just as she was, and she had no idea who they were, what they wanted or how to change, and that she could make a difference to help other women discover who they were and create a life that they love. Through one-on-one -on -one coaching, workshops, events, and destination retreats, she also unites women on the same path to create a soul tribe to support each other on their journey. Please welcome Michelle Bateman. Hey, hey thank Michelle. You. Hello. So excited to be here with you. Well, it's awesome. We, we met just recently, and, you know, and uh, I focus on creating... A life you love as well so I just felt that synergy with you and I really want to hear about what brought you along on your journey you know we talk a little bit about it in the bio but what what really was that tipping moment that you're like oh how did I get here well for me I had a couple of those moments not just one there was multiple that led up so uh, when my girls were really little I had a newborn and a three and a half year old and I had to start all over again when my marriage fell apart. So that was kind of my first um, little upset in my life. I thought you get married, you find the man, you live happily ever after, but there wasn't really a lot of happy in my story. So I thought, okay, I'll try this again. <laughs> I'll start over. And it wasn't until I was in a very lonely, empty second marriage um, and having thoughts of smothering my husband with a pillow made me realize that I was a very unhappy person and that's not who I was inside. I was a very happy, bubbly, outgoing, loving person, yet something happened. And here I was in a space of unhappiness and blame and anger. And so I knew I had to get out. I knew I had to start over and the person that I had to change was me. So I began searching and reading and learning and taking courses. And luckily for me, I had a friend who had the courage to say to me, your life isn't going to change until you stop talking about it in the way that you are and changing what you believe is possible and that your past doesn't equal your future. And you can go on and you can be happy and you can rebuild something that's amazing. And I had no idea that was even possible because I thought 
you just get the cards you're dealt in life and you go on with it and that's all you ever get. And I thought I would never be happy again in that space. So as I began to change my mind, open my mind and begin to think differently, speak differently, believe differently, my reality started to show up differently. And then I realized that other people don't know this. And so I was able to totally transform my life, create everything I ever wanted and dreamed of, and even better than I thought it could be. And so I discovered that was my passion is to share that with other women to know that they can be empowered to create a life they love because as women and moms, we take care of everybody else. We give to our kids and our housework and our jobs and our spouses, and we don't give to ourselves. And then we kind of wake up and we're sort of lost and you don't know who you are, what you want, what even makes you happy anymore. So I knew that I wanted to empower other women to share that message that they could then create something that they were excited about and they could be happy to get up every day. So what did it feel like when this person pointed out to you and said, do you realize, do you hear yourself talking and to have someone tell you that and did you realize you were in that space or did that pointing out your be oh, like, that pointing out, I had no idea. So, <laughs> you know, when you just grow up, you just kind of assume that people complain about life and the other people in my life complained about their life. And that's just kind of what we did. And the irony was the, the thing that he pointed out was my tagline was I attract or I pick losers mm. as in. So he's like, so what do you think you're going to attract if that's what you keep saying? I was like, oh, never thought of it like that before. Thank you for pointing that out. So then it was in that moment that I realized that I needed to make a shift. And so when I did, then it, it began to change. See, and isn't it powerful how it just takes an instant to make a different decision to change the whole course of your life? Exactly. And that's what I'm passionate to teach other people. It's not about changing the people in your life. It's not about changing your circumstance. It's how do you look at it differently? How do you think differently? How do you believe differently? And then when you change those things, everything around you changes. And with that, people get attached to their story. Like you said, you know, you'd keep saying the same story and tell the guys like, all right, Michelle, you got to change that, you know? But why do people get stuck in their story? You know what? It gives them power. It gives them power to be the victim. And when you're the victim, you don't have to take accountability because it's everyone else's fault. Right? So I didn't have to look at my own stuff because I could say, see, my circumstance was this. This person did this to me and this person did that to me. So therefore, it's not my fault. I don't have to look at myself. And I didn't even know, I remember going to taking a course and they talked about the power of story that we create stories that aren't true, but we believe they're true. And then we operate from this space of this truth, which is actually not true, which then screws everything up for ourselves. So right. if you take the time to look at what is your story and is your story accurate and true and is it empowering, that's where we get stuck. And I think with that, that story and what people also do is that because they share that story so much, there's some people who live for drama and they're like, Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go see her. Cause I want to know what the latest and greatest is and what's going on. And you might even be saying the same story over and over, but they want an update. It's, it's kind of like a daytime, uh, soap opera, right? 
totally what it was. We would joke that my life was sometimes like a Jerry Springer show. It was just one chaotic disaster after another. And so I didn't know that the more I talked about it, the more I perpetuated and the more I bought into that instead of letting it go. So now in the space that I'm at, when something doesn't go right, I don't talk about it. I don't give it energy. I don't buy into that. There might be moments where I need to share something that happened, but I don't call everybody and go, Oh my God, you're not going to guess. You're never going to guess what happened to me. Right. I just kind of accept that it's part of the journey and just keep moving. Absolutely. And when you think about people's thoughts and beliefs and how it impacts the actions that they take in their life, how do you help shift people from the getting those new perspectives? You know, I did a great um, analogy at my course that I just did. And I have two picture frames. Actually, they're right here. So picture frame, right? My frame of reference, my positive and my negative, which one am I looking through? And how am I seeing this? Am I seeing it through the eyes of empowerment and and powerful beliefs? Or am I looking at it in, I'm stuck, I'm in my story. Um, And then getting them to question, is that really true? So, you know, if you're mad at your husband, oh, my husband's such a jerk. Okay, is that true? Is that really true? Not all the time, there might be moments, but when you believe that it's true all the time, then how do you act and show up in that situation with the belief that someone's an asshole or that someone's doing you wrong, then you show up differently, which then feeds into the dynamic. But if you can take a step back and go, okay, I believe he's a good person. We're just, you know, navigating something right now. It changes your attitude. It changes your tone of voice. It changes what you believe the outcome could be possible to be. And so helping them to just see from a different perspective, right? Like a coach on a field, what the players can see and what the coach can see, totally different perspective. And that's why we need coaches because they can see things we can't when we're in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the things that I have learned as well, when you speak about that, of being right in it versus being able to take that step back is to see how your mindset, because, you know, we're like, you can't change other people. This is the big focus about changing people's stories is you can't change other people. However, you can change the way you respond to situations and you can change the way you think about things and challenging those your assumptions. Is this really true? And I find it fascinating how people will go back and say, but this, but that, but this. And, um, it's a realization if they keep bringing up those old stories, they might have said, yeah, well, I, I'm holding a grudge. And what I find is that they're not able to forgive. Because if they keep replaying the old story, there's an action that's unfinished business on their behalf that they need to do something about. For sure. And it took me a long time to actually understand what forgiveness means. And forgiveness isn't saying what you did is okay. It's not letting that person off the hook for their behavior. It's just accepting that the behavior has happened and accepting it. It is the way that it is and choosing to let go of what's you're holding on inside because the, the unforgiveness only hurts yourself. It doesn't hurt the other person. They don't even know what you're going through. It's only affecting you. So to just say, 
I accept what happened happened. Doesn't make it right or wrong. I'm not saying it's okay for you to do that, but I'm choosing to let go of the charge and the energy that I'm carrying because it's hurting me, not you. Yeah. And it affects how you act and interact. Like you said, you know, if you think this person is, you know, miserable and grumpy, when you're around them, your mindset goes to that place and you're not open for that situation to get any better. So every time you're around that person, that same situation keeps coming up. That insanity, right? You're expecting different results, but you're the one going in with the same mindset every time and you don't even realize it. Exactly. And that's such a powerful question when I ask my, my, my clients, I was going to call them my women, but that I work with is how are you showing up with the belief of that? So, you know, one person said, I feel like this colleague doesn't like me very much. I said, okay, so then how do you show up because of that? Well, I don't talk in the meetings. I don't interact. I don't share my perspective because I think they don't like me. Okay, so how would you show up differently if you thought they did like you? Well, I would share and I would be interactive and I would take part. And I said, so do you see how your belief is changing your behavior? You're bringing a different energy and a different dynamic to the situation than is creating your outcome. So the other colleague might think you're standoffish, you're not engaged, you don't care because of the belief of how you're showing up. But when you can just show up in authentic authenticity to who you really are, then it just frees all of that stuff up. Yeah. And we get caught up in those stories. Um, and when you said that, those two examples, it's how do you really want to show up? If you want people to like you and be engaging with you, you need to do that from your, yourself, not expecting that person to come over. Yes, I'll be your friend. And then all of a sudden show up. Doesn't yep. work that way, right? You need to be that person first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we as a society are taught to look for our happiness and our validation outside of ourselves, right? My job will make me happy. My spouse will make me happy. My kids will make me happy. And so it's all external, but it has to come from inside. So self-confidence, self-worth is all with self. So if you're not good inside, People can show up and maybe make you happy in the moment, but if they go away, your happiness goes away. So for me, I had to learn how to be good and whole and complete just with me because people would go away out of my life and then it would fall apart. And so then I had to learn, okay, I'll be good with me. And if you're here, great. It's a bonus. And if you go away, I'm still okay. Because I let go of stories. What did it take for you to get there? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. <laughs> you a, lot of down, a lot of heartbreak. Um, well, just, you know, my marriages, I got married thinking it was going to be forever. And I had this, this story and perspective of what it, my life was going to look like. And then when it didn't, I totally fell apart. And I guess maybe not totally. I still, you know, had confidence in myself and knew that I was a good person and stuff, but it definitely rocked my world. And made me question whether I was good enough, whether I was worthy to be loved and how come people don't stay in my life. It was because I wasn't truly loving and believing in me. So if I can't do that, how do other people fully show up and do that for me if I can't even do it for myself? So yeah, yeah just, you know, people, I believe 
everything happens for a reason and a purpose. And I didn't in the moment and going through it, it was hard and yucky, but getting to the other side, I can now look back and say, I'm grateful for those things that happened because they were my wake up calls for me to look somewhere else. And it wasn't outside of me. It was all within me. And so, you know, people coming and going, things not going the way I thought they should be really had me dig deep and look inside of me and be good with me. So I have a good, this question's coming up for me um, about expectation. Cause you know, I, I talk about having those high expectations for ourselves and not lowering to others people's expectations and that we become a product of our expectation. But we also talk about intention. How, how do you, when you think about everything that has gone on for you, like we have this expectation of how marriage should look like or how our leadership position should flow and it doesn't. And then we get disappointed and we look at our expectation and it doesn't match with who we attend our intention. So can you speak a little bit to that? So that's part of my current lesson right now. I just had a conversation yesterday about really letting go of all expectations. So anytime we have an expectation, we have the potential to be disappointed because when it matches our expectation, we're happy. It doesn't match the expectation. We're unhappy. So every time we put an expectation out there, we have the opportunity to be disappointed. But if you let go of expectations and just trust that whatever happens is the way it's meant to turn out and the way it is meant to be, and you can just go with the flow, then there's way less opportunities to be disappointed. Okay. So I totally don't have this figured out. <laughs> it's a work in progress. I'm working on letting it go. And to just, every time I feel upset or frustrated that something isn't the way I think it should be, I just have to pause and go, you know what? I just need to trust everything as it should be. So I trust that the sun shows up every day and the moon comes up every day, same time on time, perfect intention. Who am I to question the divineness of everything and how it works? Because I questioned everything that I thought was wrong in the past, which turned out being right for where I needed to be now. So I just need to trust and try to let go of my expectations of what I think it should be like. So I think one of the most, and it's been a lesson in my even coaching journey is that trust process, you know, that trust the process detached from the outcome was always the common theme that went through everything. And it is. And I think it's reminding yourself of that, like a mantra all the time that everything is as it should, even if we don't understand it, that wherever you need to be is exactly where you need to be. And people are like, so why is this happening to me? And then they go into that victim mentality, right? Right. And then they, they can very much spiral into a place that's really dark and, and in despair where they can't see a way out because they don't trust that this too shall pass or that this is happening for a reason. And we see that show up in, in the media right now is that, you know, people that looked outwardly successful and powerful and they had the money and they had the houses and they had the fame and they had everything that they should have on the outside. Yet inside, they couldn't trust that where they were in that moment was okay and it was where they were meant to be and that it was going to pass and that they couldn't have the faith to try and make it through because it just seemed so dark and hopeless. Yeah. And you, and you see the fame and the fortune and, you know, you think, well, how could it be possible? They could have anything that they wanted, but the one thing that you can't buy 
is that peace of mind. Right? And we're not taught how to do that. And our society is so skewed in that is the dream. That is the goal. You know, when you get famous, then you'll be there. When you have all that money, when you have that fancy house, then you'll be there. But if you don't take care of what's inside, when you get there, it'll be empty and lonely because you're bringing yourself with you. Right. So yeah, for me, the ideal success in life is to be peaceful and joyful and happy inside. And then wherever you go, you get to bring that with you. And it makes that experience so much more amazing because you're good inside, but we don't teach that our kids don't grow up knowing how to do that. They look, they go to school and they learn how to do math and they learn how to do social and they learn how to cook and they learn how to do science experiments, but they don't know how to understand their mind and their heart and how to navigate being with themselves all day, every day. It's a tough one out there. And that's why parents is so important for them to really be key in on not only doing some of that growth work yourself, but also teaching your children how to shift and grow into that space of being able to be happy by being themselves. Because I know a lot of people who get into relationship after relationship because they don't want to be alone with themselves. Yeah. And, and we're not taught. And so, you know, if my parents didn't know and they couldn't teach me, then how do I teach my kids? That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's so important because there's so many people that just don't even know. I didn't know. I didn't know that I could change my mindset or that even my mindset was, was negative or creating the chaos in my life. So it has to start somewhere with educating and, and reaching out to people and sharing to say, here's what's available. Here's how you can change. Now the ripple effect is how can you then empower your children and how can you empower the other people in your lives and share this so that it can begin to spread so that it can then become the norm of how we show up and be in the world. And so very powerful. If we had everyone doing just a little bit of that shift, we'd oh, see such dramatic changes. Huge, right? Our, our society is so lacking in that. And it's almost epidemic portions of, I talk to the most beautiful, strong, successful, amazing women, yet inside they're lost and they're sad and they're, you know, lack confidence in in themselves and we're brought up to be don't be conceited and don't be cocky and don't think too much of yourself so then it doesn't give them permission to love themselves and say you know what I am awesome and amazing and that's okay to say that and I need to own that and I need to teach my kids how to own that and it's okay to show up in that space and if we all could show up in the space of I'm whole and complete and I love who I am we would live in a totally different society Absolutely. What are some of the common themes that you find or stories that people carry with themselves? What's underneath it all for everybody is I am not enough. And where, where does that come from? You know, it comes from a variety of different things. And I've talked to women who have had, and people in general, who have had really traumatic backgrounds. And so you can understand where that story comes from. But there's other people that I work with that say, you know what, I had a pretty normal childhood and nothing really traumatic happened in my life. So I don't understand where this is coming from. And that was my upbringing. I had a great family. You know, nobody was 
swearing, drinking, beating, abandoning. There was none of that. It was fairly normal and healthy. Yet we make these stories up as, as little people, and I don't know where it comes from, but we put meanings to things that don't have meaning. And then we grow up feeling not enough or not important. So say there's one sibling and a new sibling comes along, then that first child feels now I'm not as important because now I have, there's somebody else. There's a baby that's getting all the attention. So that must mean I'm not enough. So it comes from so many different types of stories where we just hear a message of, you know what, stop crying. You cry all the time. And I hate when you cry all the time. And then that little person takes that story, that one instance and goes, you know, it's not okay to be me. I can't show up and be me and it's not safe. I'm not good enough because I'm crying. Or, you know, I'm not good enough in school. So that means I'm not good enough. Or a teacher told me, you know, I'll never be smart or I'll never amount to anything. Like it's sometimes really small things mm -hmm. that create a foundation that just, you know, and then our brain doesn't know the difference between truth and not truth. It just looks for evidence to support that. So then it goes out and brings more evidence to say, yep, that's true. Yep, that's true. And it just keeps piling on. So with that story of I'm not enough, how do people end up sabotaging their own successes? Because they could be so close to success or have achieved it, but then they have, and you end up hearing in even, you know, celebrities going and Reckon it all, the reputation's gone, and just based on some of those choices. Yeah, because you are coming from a place and a belief of, if you really knew who I was, you wouldn't like me. Or, you know what, I'm going to get you before you get me. I'm afraid that you're going to leave me, so I'll leave you first. Mm -hmm. Or, there's just so many things that we do because we're afraid someone's going to see who I really am. And if you really saw who I was, you're not going to like me. So I'm going to push you away because I'm afraid that you'll reject me. Yeah. So they figure they're going to get away first before the damage is done. Yeah. Or I'm not going to start my business because, you know, I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough. Or, you know, people will judge me if I put myself out there and I'm not strong enough inside to not believe what someone else says about me. So I'm just not, I'm going to stay small. I'm going to hide because I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. And they do that in leadership positions as well. When suddenly, you know, they want to apply for their promotion or they get into the promotional piece and then they stop putting in the effort because they're telling themselves, I'm not good enough to be here. Yeah. That voice in the back of your head. Yeah. Right. And then aware that you have that voice and that you don't have to listen to that voice and you can tell that voice to shut up. So when we did our workshop on the weekend, we named our voice and it was Linda. Remember that video of that little boy? Oh, yes, that little boy. Linda, listen yeah. to me. Yeah, Linda, listen. So we just tell Linda to shut up. Linda, listen, you're not in charge here. I am. And this is how it's going to go. But it, you're not a you don't escape the not enoughness just because you have a corporate position or just because you're on TV. You know, we all are the same on the inside and we all just want to be loved and accepted at the end of the day. So whether your position is higher or lower or whatever, we all still are the same inside. So what is the best thing that someone can do to move into self-acceptance? Well, to first be aware of the voice in your head. And that voice isn't true. And then how do I begin to override and replace that voice with more positive, loving things? So 
you know, if maybe loving yourself is a stretch, then how do you like yourself? What can you find about yourself in a day to say, you know what, I'm proud of you for that. Or you're really good at being organized or you're really good at cooking dinner. Like just whatever you can get to that you can then say, I'm okay to accept this about me and I'm good at this. Then you can begin to build on that. So I teach in my workshop, we put little reminders in our phone. So during the day, your phone will go off and it says, Hey, you're awesome and amazing. And to just stop and really go, you know what? Yeah, I am awesome and amazing. And I might not be perfect and I don't get it right all the time, but it's okay to believe that I'm awesome and amazing. And so just little things of self-love and your self-talk and beginning to shift that will then open up so many other things for you. What is one of the greatest shifts you've seen in an individual? from realizing that they've had a change in a belief or a perception. This was so awesome. So I had a lady that came to me and said, I have hated myself my whole life. I beat up on myself. No matter what I do, my internal talk is awful. I would never talk to anybody else that way. But for some reason, I continually do that with myself. And after the first course that we did, the five magic questions, she's like, I definitely felt something shifted. And so then we just finished another course where she said she had her emergency brake in her console of her vehicle. So every time she went to grab her purse, she would get stuck on that. And she said, I would beat myself up every time to say, you're so stupid. Why you're such an idiot. The whole realm of everything she could think. And she totally switched that to say, you know what? My car thinks I'm so awesome that it doesn't want to let me go every day. <laughs> It's a good shift. I know. I thought that's brilliant. Like, I don't even know if I would have come up with that one, but it was just the total shift of, I'm not going to do this anymore. So what can I find different to say and do? And so now she laughs about it when it happens and she's like, your car just loves you. I wouldn't want to let you go either. And then when you move into interacting with the next person or going to a meeting or, um, you know, carrying through with whatever you're working on, you're taking that energy with you, right? Absolutely. And if you're having a negative experience, you tend to carry it with you longer than, you know, and then it starts impacting everything else that you're doing. Yeah, and energy is contagious. You don't have to say anything and people can feel your energy, whether it's frustrated or flustered or, you know, or when somebody walks into the room and they're happy and they're energetic and they're excited, you can feel that about people. So, you know, even though you may not outwardly be saying anything, people feel the space that you're in. So what would be two things that you would want the audience, our listeners to walk away from when it comes to letting go of stories? Oh, if I had a magic wand and I could change one thing in the world, it would be to let go of story because your story skews everything in your life. So when you look at everything through purple glasses, everything is going to be purple. Whether you want it to be blue or green, it's going to be purple. That's just the way it is. So when you are looking at everything through a lens and a story of my life sucks or life is hard or, you know, I'll never have money or I'll never find love. Those are all stories that we make up and then we see our reality from that story. So the power of letting that go and beginning to believe, you know what? my life can be awesome and amazing and it can be everything that I hoped and dreamed. And when you begin to focus on that, 
where your focus when you where your focus goes your energy flows so you're creating new neural pathways actually in your brain to then pave the road to where you want to go instead of staying stuck in where i have been and where i am currently but to just speak what it is you want to have not what you don't want and when you when have you ever had someone say oh yeah you know what michelle <laughs> speak to what I have. Do you see it happening now? Have you ever had someone come and kind of attack that? Not really attack that, but you know, some people kind of roll their eyes and they're like, well, easy for you to say. I'm like, well, yeah. no, actually not easy for me to say because I didn't get here the easy way. I definitely didn't get here the easy way. I wasn't handed anything. I didn't have a rich husband. I didn't have all those things. What I made, I had to make for me. And when I can tell you for sure without a shadow of a doubt that what I believed was possible then became my reality. When I believed my life sucked, it sucked. And when I believed that it was going to be awesome and amazing and even better than I thought it would be, it showed up even better than I thought it would be every time. Now, it doesn't mean there wasn't bumps in the road. It doesn't mean that things didn't, you know, not always end up. But the trust was that in the end, I will get there. And I always did. And it was always better than I thought it would be. So I know for a fact that it can be that way if you choose that you focus on that. Yeah. So you get what you focus on. It's clear, clear as that. Um, So you take people on retreats. You do some really awesome, cool things. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I am so excited. So we have two awesome retreats coming up. And so the first one is a self-love wilderness retreat. So we are taking a bunch of women and taking them out into nature. So the combination of nature and friendship is such a powerful catalyst to change. And we're going to do our sessions outdoors on a mountaintop by waterfalls. And we're going to just really help women rediscover who they are. What's important to you? What matters? What is you, what are you passionate about? What excites you? And then begin to develop tools and skills in order for them to go home and then create that. So how do I love myself? How do I feel worthy? And then become clear on where I'm going to go. So we're going to do that in the mountains with 28 women in Golden, BC, um, and that is July 6th to the 8th. And then my second retreat is in Sedona, Arizona. So I know. So some people don't even know about the amazingness of Sedona. So it is known worldwide as one of the most healing, spiritual, energetic places in the world to go. And there's these beautiful red rock um, mountains and formations of energy vortexes that you can go to. So we're going to go sightsee and climb and hike and meditate and do yoga and we're going to meet with local healers and do a medicine wheel ceremony and learn about spirit animals so just really exploring um our energy and ourself and our thoughts and so we have it's a eight person retreat and we've got a beautiful home that we have all to ourselves and so there's only four spots left so if you're interested in some hiking and some healing to Sedona in September and we'll also be there for the full moon and the fall equinox so that's kind of a a cool energetic time to be there so yeah we're doing that too I'm really excited how cool so Michelle if you were to leave us with one message about letting go of stories what would that be one message Your story holds you in a type of bondage and 
there's such freedom beyond that that you don't even know can exist. So to really begin to question, ask yourself better questions, is this really true? Is this true all the time? Or is it my hurt wounded self that's choosing to believe this for whatever reason and does this serve me? And I can promise you when you let go of that, that's where your freedom and your peace and your happiness is. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And I hope that through listening to this, people will rethink some of the stories that they've been telling themselves, uh, questioning whether or not there is truth behind it. Um, Michelle, how can people stay in touch with you? Oh, I would love that. Um, my website is www.souljourney.co. And so I have, <coughs> sorry, all my information on the website for upcoming workshops, events, how to work with one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, if that's something that interests you. Um, so it's all listed on there. You can follow me, <coughs> sorry, on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Journey Transformations. Awesome. Michelle, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure to have you here. And uh, for everyone listening, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Woman Show. We are so grateful that you're here today. And don't let stories hold you back from going after what you really want. Go with intention, show up as you wish to be, and trust the process. Trust everything that you are exactly where you need to be. You We'd are. love for you to go over to SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, write us a comment, write a review, give us a five-star high five if that's what comes to your heart. And as Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And my wish for you as always is make today great. Goodbye, everyone. And I look forward to talking with you soon again, Michelle. Thank you.